beautiful morning to you. Trust you are enjoying this cold weather. Soto Voice is here with you for the next hour on KT 103.9 FM. And today is the 18th day in the month of February, the month of love 2023. I am Nanji Nanda. And Good morning to everyone. The issue we were discussing this morning is intimate partner violence. We'll be sharing blessing CEOs story today she was only 18 when she got married to a 45 year old man he started beating her a day before their wedding a mother-in-law told her one time after she got into a coma that she should get used to her son beating her because this is the same way his father beat her should physical abuse be a normal culture since the mother-in-law has tolerated the abuse all her life. What should a woman do when physical abuse is a transgenerational custom? Join the conversation on all our social media handles www.facebook.com slash silent voices with nanji and at silent voices ng on twitter and instagram or you can call the studio lines to share your story uh, your thoughts i mean uh 081 or you can send us a message via 080 we also have a gender-based violence expert in the studio to address this issue. So buckle up and um, invite your family, your friends, your sisters, your brothers, and um, everybody you can bring on the table this morning so you can listen to one of the powerful voices we are about to amplify. Something we are familiar with, you know, it happens close to us once in a while. So let's listen to the story. We'll be back. The truth is that uh, I didn't really understand what marriage was about. I just met an older guy and he, should I use the word brainwashed? He talked me into marriage and I just basically felt because he was the first man I ever loved. I'm like, okay, fine. What's that? What's the big deal? So I accepted. So on that day of the wedding, I think his friends came around. I served them food after they had finished eating. Because I was tired from the makeup and everything, preparation, I went to sleep. So he came to wake me up to go pack up the plates. So even my friends, my chief bridesmaid was like, don't worry, Oga, let's pack it. He was like, no, she's my wife. She has to pack the plates. So he woke me up. I'm like, I don't want to pack the plates. I'm tired. Then basically he started beating me up. And everyone was like, what's this? They were holding him. He was beating me. And we had not said our vows at that point. So it was the next day. I think I misplaced the wedding. I didn't know where I kept it. So he asked me for it. I asked my friend. And he was like, oh, you didn't find the wedding ring? Then the next thing was a slap before we found the ring. Yes. All my friends came to me. They were like, are you sure you want to do this? But at that moment, it was too late to turn back. I just had to. Because after the beating, he came and apologized. Basically, I'm sorry. I don't know what came over me. And you know, women, once they apologize, you just go back. I didn't challenge him because then, like I said, I was very young. So most times I just, naturally, if somebody beats you, you can just, you know, why are you hitting me? You could just talk. Probably you could be a little bit aggressive. Like you're trying to walk away, the person drags you back and all that. But I didn't really challenge him because most times he beats me. He's like bigger than me. He's older than me. He was far older than me. Though he had a smallish body. So he always sees me like a child. Sometimes he beats me up like a child. He pulls out his belt. You know, he didn't 
see me as a wife. He saw me as a child. Maybe like, you know, when you're grooming a little girl. So everything I did to him was like, he just picked me up like a child. You know, when you spank a child, you know, you just slap a child at every slight opportunity. So that was just, when my younger ones came around, he beat me up in their presence. That was when he beat me to coma. I was rushed to the hospital. The mother basically came to the hospital and she told me that, thank you, you have to wake up because I refused to go home. I was like, okay, I'm not going back. I'm going back to my parents' house. The doctor was begging me because they practically took me to their friend's doctor. So it was like a coded stuff. They didn't take me somewhere else. So he was begging me and asking me, okay, please go home. The mother came and told me, you have to get used to this. We'll see beat you again because his father also beats me. So I basically just went back to coma because I was like, it was like a norm for them because he beats the truth is that um, I didn't really understand what the front of his parents is. It's not as if they were not aware. And for once, it's just his father wants to know why he'd be like, why are you hitting her? But it was like a normal stuff for them. So it went on and on and on and on. So when I started growing up, sometimes when he hits me, I could challenge him. I'm like, why are you beating me? I remember there was one time he tried to hit me and I picked up an iron and told him, if he does it again, I'm going to break his head. So he was like, oh, you're not getting aggressive. You're becoming a prostitute. You know, he probably felt, uh-uh, what's making her challenge? You probably somebody is influenced. Said, is that cutting all my friends away from me? He seized my phone for about one month. I don't pick calls and all because he felt somebody was influencing me, you know, and all that. So it went on. Basically, what actually made me take a walk was when I gave birth and um, the maltreatment continued in the hospital. They took away my child from me because um, when I gave birth, I gave birth through a cesarean session. So he took the child away from me and gave to his mom and said he doesn't want me to breastfeed the child. Why? He doesn't want me to transfer my spirit to the child. So for about three days, I didn't see my son. Yeah, they were feeding him with form you know, my mom came around and said, even if he's a mad person, you don't take away a person's child. So they kept doing it. So, so he basically packed my stuff because we lived in a family compound. So he packed my stuff to his mom's room and said, I should live with his mom. He drove my mom away. My mom came for a mogul. He drove my mom away and said, I should go live with his mom. And you know, those days, you just gave birth. You need to be happy. You need to have friends around you. I'm like, this is punishment. You know, he had an argument. He still beat me up and all that. It was getting too much. And that day I told myself, basically, I had complained, I had brought pastors, I had spoken to different people, I had called friends. So at that moment, you sat down, I just made up my mind. And while I was working away, I didn't pack my stuff, I didn't pack loads, because definitely when you're carrying your loads and dragging baggage, you start begging, you don't go, don't go, don't go. I just, I walked, I just picked my handbag. But I couldn't carry my son as of then because I didn't even know where I was going to. So why punish the little boy of eight months? And there was no way I would have carried my son out of the house without a luggage. That day I didn't have a dime on me, but I told myself I just had to leave. It was a very, very hard decision. So basically begged for transport fare from one of the passengers. Well, that was the voice of Blessing CEO. She was physically abused and um, emotionally abused. In fact, she experienced all the forms of violence. And just in case you're joining, the issue on the table today is intimate partner violence. And this is Soto Voices on KT 103.9 FM. Like I said, the story we're talking about today is the story of a woman who got married at age 18 to a 45-year-old man. He started beating her a day before their wedding. And the mother-in-law told her one time after she got into coma that she should get used to the son beating her because that is the same way his father beats her so what is your take on this issue should physical abuse be a normal culture should it be a norm since the mother-in-law has tolerated the abuse for her entire life or what should a woman do 
when she faces a situation like this let's hear your thoughts do well to call us in the studio right now 081039047371 or you can send us a message via 08061665121 let's hear your thoughts do well to um, follow us on all our social media handles www.facebook.com/silentvoiceswithnanji and at silentvoicesng on twitter and instagram drop your comments there will take each with autonomous relevance like i said we have um an expert a gbv expert in the studio who is going to help us highlight this issue mr mark gg you're welcome thank you very much yes and i'm happy to be here this morning awesome thank you for coming on the program mr mark thank you so um statistics shows that 31% of nigerian women between age 15 and 49 have experienced physical violence 9% have experienced sexual violence and 6% of the women have experienced physical violence even during pregnancy this data is from data fight and it went further to say that 36% of ever married women have experienced intimate partner violence 29% of ever married women who have experienced intimate partner violence sustained injuries these injuries vary from cuts and bruises to deep wounds and other serious injuries now um what is your take on this story oh well okay thank you very much and it's a privilege to be here first things first my take on this story is that we have a young lady who managed to survive to even tell her story mm. because in most cases you realize that a lot of this women don't even survive it why because there is a norm and the norm is that domestic violence has been prominent in this country for years from centuries to centuries in Nigeria as in other parts of Africa right and there is a deep cultural belief in Nigeria that is socially acceptable that to hit a woman is a disciplinary measure now that is this has been part of our culture from year on year in year out cases of domestic violence are always on the high and shows no sign of reduction why because nigeria regardless of age tribe religion and even social status the reason is because um we have a culture that over the years has been passed down from generation to generation that it is normal for a man to raise his hand on a woman and society sees no problem with it and it's quite unfortunate because um you realize that all the time these women are always at the receiving end i wonder who brought this law i wonder who brought this culture that made it to be acceptable you know right now i'm questioning a lot of things as it affects women i just realized that one day you wake up just for being a woman you are at a disadvantaged position for just being a woman hmm. and i asked the question why and the more i ask the questions the more i keep hearing things like okay it is cultural okay it is um society society has accepted it okay and the more i keep asking the more i realize that look wait oh this thing has gone way 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 back into centuries and centuries so it is just a situation where you find that that we have been passed down a culture and the culture is that it is okay to raise a hand on a woman as a way of correcting her mm-hmm. and that is 100% wrong 
for this story that we're treating, we are even lucky that somebody as prominent as Blessing CEO, mm. you know, was able to survive it. Mm. But that's one out of thousands and tens of thousands and probably millions. How about those who have not been even survived to tell their story? Mm. You know, so if we don't talk about it, yes, these are hard issues. If we don't talk about it, then when would we talk about it? So um, you you said you are questioning a lot of things right now. Yes. The culture, society, and yes. the rest. Now, you are a man. Yes. And I, I, I still can't wonder. I'm also questioning a few things. And then I'm wondering how a partner will confidently raise his hands on his partner and then I'm, I I want to know the psychology of a man <laughs> yes um, like you said culture and um, society so what is the psychology of a man or an abusive man I'll say especially from her husband's you know when he's, her friends were saying let's help her with this you know she's the bride yeah. let's take care of her yeah. and then boom he said she's my wife yes. he owns her Ownership. You know? yeah. 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 Ownership. so what is the psychology of an abusive man I just want to understand I, 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 I think it begins with our upbringing Funny enough, I'm one human being that I, I was raised amongst women. I'm the only guy in my in my family, so everybody around me is a woman, woman. right? Now, the, the, the truth of the matter is, in this part of the world, there is a way men are brought up, right? Mm. And I give myself as an example. Growing up, I was always told to get out of the kitchen, mm. right? Just mm -hmm. get out. Mm -hmm. You have no business here, mm. right? Yes. Um, uh, my sisters, they were always when it's time for me to go and play my sisters they will call don't you know you're supposed to be here don't you know you're supposed to cook don't you know you're supposed to do this and do that so i grew up you know with a mentality and the mentality is kitchen is not my place and then growing up and and i'm now and i'm now an adult and i hear some women say look if a man does know how to cook man uh you know you have to look at it again mm. so it all begins with the upbringing which is transferred from one generation to another our generation is largely patriarchal it is largely they say it's a man's world mm. i don't know who coined that statement <laughs> right they say it's a man's world mm -hmm. so you discover that once the man pays the bride price mm. there is a belief that he owns the woman he owns her body he owns her agency he owns everything that has to do with her and even as a son growing up i've heard i've heard my dad make this kind of statement you know when he's really angry about something and he doesn't know how to 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 to, to really handle it he will gather all of us plus me plus my mother everybody and he will say things like look at me and look at me very well, well. <laughs> <laughs> plus you plus your mother plus all that she owns mm. all of you are under me ah. <laughs> and i've heard that thing over and over again mm. and then this is just a way of him now stamping his authority in the family and I wonder where it is coming from. The truth of the matter is it all begins from where we are growing up. You know, the, the way the, the male child is, is, is being brought up is totally different from the way the female child has been brought up. That's right? Yeah. Expectations differ. Right? And then there's a way they drum into the minds of the female that uh, everything you do in your life, you should aspire to make a man happy. Hmm. Mm everything you go to school you whatever even in your job whatever you do however how high you rise as a woman at the end of the day if you don't have a missus to your name mm, then you exactly. are really nothing yeah and that is 
so unfortunate but i'm glad we are in an information age and things are changing the narrative the narrative is changing and we are here discussing this thing we have to discuss it because we are in a society where um these things are wrong and they need to be discussed beautiful yes beautiful now i you have addressed that thing the patriarchal society has made some people behave the way they do yes we've missed some of your calls do well to call back 081 and then you can send us a message via 080-6166-5120 now let's talk about the signs because i was wondering if she didn't notice some things before the wedding day yeah yeah you know those yes. things Bridget. yes those red flags, flags yeah. yeah what are the signs every woman should look out for the truth of the matter is that every woman will see these things but you know uh, as it is i don't know i'm not a woman so i heard <laughs> right <laughs> i heard that women are emotional creatures mm. right mm. every woman will see these things but let's start from this very story mm. this woman is just 18. Mm. she barely even understands what her life is all about so why would the family release her into such an important institution mm. called marriage that comes with a lot of responsibilities now i've seen grown-ups adults that have gone into this institution and then one day they'll be like omar is this what i signed up for mm. right is this what i signed up for because the, the it's tasking it is responsibility so an 18 year old who is just a teenager in fact medically speaking her body is not really really uh, ready right. enough and ripe enough mm. for, for 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 the things that come with marriage right. right the family releases her into this marriage now before we go into this marriage thing the truth of the matter is she has seen it but because she lives in a society where they shut her down and then they elevate the man she she really doesn't have a voice that's why i said earlier is because she has survived this far to see to even tell her own story many people are not alive to tell their story many many so the signs are look first things first you have to realize that there's a conditioning the man was conditioned because he grew up seeing his father beat his mother right so he now see it as a normal thing just like right now if um i'm going to say something personal right now if you tell me to go into the kitchen and cook i'm going to look at you one kind why because i was brought up in a family where i was literally told get out of the you don't have business here do you understand so there's a conditioning in the mind of this man and the conditioning forced him to see beating his spouse as normal mm. as authority yes as authority let me let me let me fix her up mm-hmm. <laughs> do you understand this yeah. this 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 lady is misbehaving let me let me let me let me let me deal with her and the only way he knows how to deal with her is to beat her raise his hand on her and physically beat her up and that is wrong because he himself doesn't see anything wrong with what he is doing he doesn't see it so how would you correct a man who doesn't see his wrong so first things first you have to realize that these men are not necessarily aware that what they're doing is wrong so what are the traits what are those yes. little things a woman can see spot and, on. Yeah, yes, like oh, this no. guy can be abusive yes. he can beat me tomorrow yes first things first start with direct questions ask him 
ask him um, okay let me give a, a, a scenario okay. I normally ask this question are you hot tempered or you're short tempered right every man has temper mm-hmm. every woman has temper mm-hmm. but it's not what happens to you that is the important thing it is how you respond to what happens to you mm-hmm. right oh, yeah. so um, are you hot tempered or you're short tempered how do you behave when you're angry so which is good short or hot tempered both of them are temper tantrums <laughs> every human being belongs to one of the two <laughs> so which is the lesser <laughs> one <laughs> lesser evil <laughs> the lesser evil depends on the person receiving it people will tell you i'm short tempered you know just you know raise my voice and shout 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 after i am done expressing myself and then it's okay mm. but somebody who is hot tempered will tell you look <laughs> i'll keep tolerating you the day i blow hmm you will not like yourself mm. right mm. so because you need to know where he or she belongs then you need to watch him closely closely observe him if he's angry how does he react what does he say some people may not necessarily raise their hands at you but they would emotionally damage you very true they will say words that you will not you will remember 50 years down the line Ooh. and that and that is even more dangerous because it is now an emotional violence mm. right you are manipulating this woman because you know that okay now society is beginning to frown at right so you need a man who is who has what they call self-control and self-control is all-encompassing nobody is 100% perfect right yeah. now if you have a man who has self-control or who is aware who is aware of the need to grow because some men grow up in these homes and then this is a struggle for them so they need help they need professional help they need to see a therapist they need to see a psychiatrist they need to see a psychologist they need help if the man realizes that he needs help and he is working and you are seeing it and then you need to ask yourself can you stay here (laughs) (laughs) how many men are actually willing to go for therapy and And how many of them think they need help the the, the, the thing is it's difficult that's the truth it's really difficult for a man to come out and own up that i have a problem because of our ego society and then society they say men men don't cry that's a big fat lie i cry but i cry in my closet (laughs) 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 right they said men don't cry but 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 men really do cry and then unfortunately we don't have platforms and systems where men come together and express these things and it's all part of the societal upbringing it's all part of the structure that society has created that that certain things are not permitted for a man but the man needs to come to the point where he realizes that hey i have a problem i am coming from a background where i saw my father beat my mother i don't want this to happen so therefore i will never ever raise my hand on a woman but don't forget psychology says that once a man is six years old that his worldview has already been formed every human being psychologists make us to understand so by six between the ages zero to six whatever you put into that young child that young male child his worldview has already been formed 
so he has been programmed and conditioned for what 20 and then in this in in in, in this case you have a 40 something year old man mm -hmm. getting married to a woman that is almost more than twice his age if they ask this man that you should give out your 18 year old daughter <laughs> just ask him directly the man beating blessing see you mm. ask him your 18 year old daughter sir here is this man that is your age would you release your daughter to marry him not just release your daughter to marry him 18 years and then your daughter comes back after two weeks and tells you that uh, daddy my husband has been beating me and has been maltreating me what would he do i can guarantee you that he would tell his daughter Nguanu, come back home come and stay here hmm. you know why because he will not take it but because he's been conditioned so everything is in the mind that's why i stretch the fact that they need to come to a point of realization where they know that they need help and then if the person is not aware that they need help then there's really nothing you can do please take a walk and fly so uh, this intimate partner violence now yes. doesn't only cut across now the physical abuse yeah we also have sexual abuse Absolutely. emotional abuse yeah and other controlling behaviors so yeah. we want you to shed more light on those other aspects so that we don't dwell so much on just physical okay there's the physical aspect then there's the emotional aspect then there's the sexual aspect then it is all it is all manipulation it is all in the bid to tame and control the woman all of these things are just um, forms and expressions to try to control the woman and why control the woman because you feel you are not strong enough or you feel your authority is not um, respected right and because you feel your authority is not respected you would want to 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 emotionally hurt the lady in question or the woman in question just because you want to have your way and not to appear weak don't forget no man ever wants to appear weak hmm. no man even the most timid of all men will not want to appear weak <laughs> they would always want to appear strong so um, the physical aspect is there but the emotional and the sexual is even more damaging because that is the one that cannot be seen and it leaves with you throughout your life but they are all forms of manipulation and in a bid to stamp man's authority on the woman thank you do we also have men that also go through that same part that intimate partner violence yes we do unfortunately unfortunately they don't come out to report it unfortunately they don't you know and it's all part of the building blocks of society that has taught men not to speak out I'm serious. Mm -hmm. I, I am this vocal today because I was pushed. I was bullied as a kid. I was... They, 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 they literally teach you, shut up. So you see, growing up, you hear that uh, women are the talkers. Guys don't talk. Guys just act. Mm -hmm. Right? Women rant. Men don't talk. Just shut up and if it's time to act. So, and unfortunately, when it's time to act, the man interprets acting as, let me just slap Violence. her. Yes. Mm. Because he has bottled up. He has he bottled looks. up so much. Yeah. Do you understand? And anybody who has bottled up so much, there's always a time where you cannot take it 
any longer mm. they, you would have to find a way to express it so we don't have platforms for men to come out i doubt i doubt if i have seen any case so far of a man coming out to say you know what uh, my my wife is maltreating me or my wife is doing this oftentimes they just use maybe alcohol substance abuse you <laughs> know hang out with friends <laughs> you know to just water down these things but unfortunately they really don't come out to talk about it why don't men or women want to leave violent partners a lot like we hear stories every now and then and then why is that they don't want to walk away from partners leave the marriage okay why they don't want to walk away there are several reasons number one um unfortunately our laws <laughs> our laws contribute let me give you an, inst- an, an instance the provision of the penal code applicable in the northern part of nigeria specifically encourages violence against women underneath its, pro- its provisions the beating of a wife for the purpose of correction is legal by the use of section 55 subsection 1d of the penal code now nigeria ratified the convention for the elimination of discrimination against women in 1985 but international treaties can only go into effect when parliament has put in corresponding domestic laws by thereby limiting the international treaty to disuse now we have a lot of laws that are coming out right right now like in the national assembly you know the VAP act has just been been passed and all of these laws but the question is the domestication of these laws how effective is it you discover that these laws are basically on paper Mm -hmm. but then if it's time to interpret these laws yes and act on these laws that are there on paper you discover that uh culture always takes precedence they will tell you yes that's your law but here in our place Mm -hmm. this is how we do it right yeah so i would always say that anybody who is being maltreated by his partner before they carry your dead body please leave because you owe to yourself to live life you have just one life to live you don't have 10 lives we don't have the proverbial nine lives of a cat no Mm -hmm. you have just one if you are being maltreated in any shape or form first things first look for help right and then if help is not forthcoming excuse yourself no you're not leaving the marriage please leave then your partner has to realize that they need help and they need to get some therapy and after that you can come back thank you beautiful if you're just joining this is soto voices on kt 103.9 fm and the conversation this morning is on intimate partner violence and we've shared a story of a woman an 18 year old woman hmm and that married a 45 year old man mm. he started beating her a day before their wedding and her mother-in-law told her and uh, to manage the situation she should get used to it because she has stayed all her life in her husband's house enduring him uh, the, the the torments because her husband was also beating her he's that's the father of the man the 45 year old man so let's hear your thoughts on this issue join us on our social media handles www.facebook.com silent voices with nanji and on twitter 
and Instagram at Silent Voices NG. Let's hear your thoughts. Drop your comments. We'll take each one by one. And then you can also call us as we've missed some of your calls. The conversation this morning has been interesting. So let's hear your thoughts. Uh, do well to call the studio 081039047. Let me take that again. 081039047. Or you can send us a message via 080 6166 Data files also give us a stat that says some women are of the view that a husband can beat his wife if she argues with him. Like you said, yeah. Goes out without permission, neglect the children, or refuse to have sexual intercourse. Now, 15% of these women agreed that wife beating is justified if she burns food. Like you said, a woman is made to believe that she must please her husband. Mm. And then these women, 15% of the women that were, the research was carried on, most of the respondents said it is okay. It is justified if a man hits his woman if she burns food. Now, what do you have to say about our psychology? Let me use Lessons uh, Mother-in-Law, who said it is normal. You know, not just mother-in-laws. Sometimes mothers... Even your friends, yeah. Your mothers, neighbors, everybody will say, ah, is that why you're acting up? Or is that me, why you left? Yeah, me. My husband, they beat me, Tete. And I know that. We're enduring it. <laughs> and we still there together. So why? So we have this culture of this way of justifying these actions. What do you have to say about that? I, 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 I fail to see reasons why a woman would join another woman in supporting what is outrightly wrong. Outrightly wrong. And I think it still goes back to what I said earlier about our culture. You know, there is so much, there, there, there's a limit to which what you know is what you'll be known for. If you know something, it's going to help you to get out of certain situations. Let me give you um, an instance. Uh, some of our parents never went to school, right? Mm. And because they never went to school, anything that they have husbands dishes out to them, they take it. Now we now have a generation of women who have gone to school. The same school you are talking about, I went there. I've got the papers, I've got the degrees and all of that. So I know myself to a certain extent. So women have raised the notch a little higher. If you realize, when you go back to this same study, this study, the women that responded, what is their socioeconomic status, right? What, what kind of environment did they grow up in? what are the things that they have come to accept as the norm as normal right are they cultural are they exposed because all of these factors put together has a long 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 it has a way of contributing to how we accept things together in the society when a woman will now come and tell you as another woman that uh, because my husband has been beating me or because my husband has been molesting me or because my husband has been abusing me right then it is okay for you to accept it just because you are okay with it and then there's also this fear a lot of women especially in this part of the world do not want to hear the word divorce there is a stigma attached to divorce once they say ah but it's not just the stigma even the bible said god hates divorce yes the bible says god hates divorce but god does not hate the divorcee right 
we hear that God has divorced. That's the act because it is it is the structure in which he has replicated for the family to to grow and to nurture because the family still remains the best way to raise kids right yeah, than yeah. any other system he created that so he hates the concept of divorce but then you have broken men in society hmm. we are what eight plus billion people on the face of the earth right now god hates divorce but he doesn't hate the divorcee i mean the same good book says for god so loved the world so be you a divorcee be you an addict be you a prostitute he loves you yeah right mm-hmm. he loves you the way you are so you just have to get out and get yourself first you have to save your life before you save anybody else if you are broken you can you hurting people hurt others mm. damage people damage others mm. you can't give what you don't have right so yes. these women that come and they support other women for something that is outrightly wrong i am here to tell you let me suggest to you that they themselves are sick and they themselves need help because if they don't know that they they need help there's nothing you can tell them there's absolutely nothing you can tell them they would continue to live in the lie that it is okay for me to accept this thing as the norm and then life goes on then one day they would wake up and realize that you have been living a lie i usually say this i i, I read it in a book a while ago and the, and the writer said a hundred years old lie can never become true so um it does to say most of most of the women or yes. most of our, our parents have lived in a lie all their lives and you said you might wake up one morning i'm sure some of them will not even wake up to <laughs> realize this. <laughs> so what do you think we can do to enlighten these women what what can we do to change their notion one of the first things that can be done is when i don't know how it's going to be done but if you're able to raise the conversation to the point where they identify i mean for instance the elections are around the corner people literally go up go around sensitizing people how to vote do you understand how to identify party a b and c mm-hmm. and all of that mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so if we can find ways or civil society organizations can come together find ways to literally go and elevate the conversation to the point where these women will now recognize and say ah but we have been living with this thing for the past 30 years nobody told me this right we have to elevate the conversation to the point where they realize that that is wrong because if you don't i'm telling you is i mean it's, it's like slavery when somebody is a slave right the the, the the greatest the greatest desire of the slave owner is that the slave does not realize that he is enslaved mm-hmm. right yeah. so if the day the slave realizes that i have been under cage then he realizes that ah there's a better world out there how do i escape so we have to elevate the conversation and you to do that it's hard work it is hard work because we still live in a society where a lot of people accept these things as the norm and it is wrong what is wrong is wrong a hundred years old lie is a lie so we have to find ways to elevate the conversation and elevate it in a language they understand mm-hmm. so if you would have to speak be wrong so be it if you would have to you have to speak in gas so be go down to the trenches the local level 
and hold conversations. I don't necessarily mean the political town hall meetings that they hold around. No, I'm saying if you can just go and sit with these women and I don't know, elevate, find ways to elevate the conversation to pinpoint that this thing that you have been living with is not supposed to be the case and bring comparative analysis with what is obtainable elsewhere mm. and say there is a woman who just like you in here in ghana in togo in wherever right that is having that is living like you in a village but does not experience what you are going through hmm. then when they realize that what they have been living with is wrong i'm telling you the truth women will begin to demand for more but if they don't know that is wrong then they will live in their ignorance because the greatest human problem is an ignorant problem Somebody says, if you think education is expensive, try ignorance. Very true. Right? So a lot of these women are ignorant. And they're ignorant because society refused to educate them. I mean, go, going way back, you realize that, come on, um, um, as, 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 a, as a boy growing up, the girl will tell you, you know what, you don't need school. It's your brother that needs school. So they deprive the girl of education. Why? Because uh, for whatever reason. She's going to marry. Yes, she's, she's going to somebody else's house and, 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 and go and marry, mm. right? So it begins from there. And this girl grows up very ignorant. And a lot of people come around and take advantage of her. So... It all begins with elevating the conversation to the point where they pinpoint and really, really identify that, look, we are living a lie or we have been living a lie. I can speak for one. Let me say this. It's personal. I can speak for my mother. Right? Mm. Um, I, 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 a lot of people, a lot of people are, uh, I, I have to say this here. A lot of people are not enjoying their marriages. They're enduring their marriages. Mm right yeah a lot of women are not enjoying and it's all part of the issues my mom for instance will have an issue with my dad and then she wouldn't say anything then she'll corner me by the side as her only son <laughs> right then she will sit me down and then she will cry her life out after crying she would tell me the problem this is this, this. then i'll be like did you tell him hmm. like even if i tell him he will not do anything then why are you telling me what do i do i should go and confront my father and tell him what he did to you is wrong Ooh. Do you understand? And a lot of women are living in circumstances like this. And it's just plain wrong. It is high time. Look, if you don't speak out, this thing called freedom will not be given to you on a plate of gold. You grab it. You go for it. And you get it. So it starts with elevating the conversation. And therefore, these women to realize that what they have been living with is wrong. And when that is done, they will begin to demand for more. I want to talk about the uh, religious institutions we have. Like I mentioned, the Bible says that <laughs> divorce, God hates divorce. Now, you know, um, I would like to use Osinachi's case. Yeah. Uh, she, we know how rooted she was and then it happened. Now, I have heard stories of women going to the church. People have reached out to report cases and they say, and my pastor said I should read Psalms 91 and I should enjoy it. Now, what do you have to say about our religious um, institutions, how our religious leaders address GBV, intimate partner violence to be precise? 
uh, our religious bodies have a lot to do because oftentimes um, it's either the traditional institution or the religious institution that is often the first point of call for these kinds of issues, right? So I I know that the the the, 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 tradi- the religious bodies have a lot to offer. They themselves need education right they need the education they need um, i know that some of these educations are enshrined in some of our theological studies and all of that but the truth of the matter is um, when you look at the report versus the results how many have these institutions have been able to resolve these issues right and you have situations where uh, because the men themselves do not have any form of regard for some of these imams or these pastors they don't take the advice seriously right i mean i had i had a a, a scenario where um, there was a similar case like this and then the pastor of the, la- um, the the pastor of the of the church they attend asked to see the husband and the husband said um, he's not his god so he's not going to go all in the bid to try to resolve whatever it is that is going on in the home because the lady didn't know what to do for her the church was the first point of call so in that situation what should the pastor do he should come and encroach into their own home the answer is no so they have a lot of role to play because they need to be educated and they need to find ways to everything is education and everything is dialogue everything is education and everything is dialogue because if you know it then you find ways to pass it the same way you climb on the pulpit to preach you can embed some of the stories in your sermon and it will go a long way Mm. it will that's the truth so citing the lady you mentioned earlier i mean i mean the, the, the pastor came out to say that of a truth he wasn't really aware <laughs> he wasn't because we know how influential he is but he came out to the world and told the world that i mean he wasn't really aware of what has been going on because every sunday they come to church they, they, they see him he greets them everything is fine yes with a fake smile and they go meanwhile the woman in question was dying in silence so uh, it, it it all begins with standing up to what is right and damning the consequences because look if you are starting something new a lot of it's like going against the wind it's like a, a, a plane taking off in the sky every i don't think you will find as much support as you would when two three four five ten people come together to support you let's do this but it will mean even if it would mean you saving your life, please go ahead. You need to open up and talk. It starts with talking, consistent talking, keep talking until the day the narrative changes. Beautiful. Uh, you said they bring this teaching into their normal sermons. Yeah, it's important because <laughs> that is where we get the notions or the the things we carry around. True. Uh, <laughs> God says he hates divorce. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you're just joining this is Soto Voices on KT 103.9 FM and um, the conversation has been on intimate partner violence we have an expert in the studio with us Mr. Mark Ajiji who is a life coach and a GBV expert he's been addressing some of the issues we see in our society and we think it's normal he's telling us that this is not normal we should learn to speak up hmm. 
<laughs> you know i am so fascinated because it's actually coming from a masculine mm-hmm. point of view mm-hmm. so the views are <laughs> mind-blowing mm-hmm. <laughs> when we have a man advocating and talking about issues like this it goes a long way and that she is why we have soto voices yeah. where women are heard true or true. children are heard true. and even men are heard yeah. men that have been bullied and told no you don't have a voice just keep quiet you can't cry true. this is where you can air your view and we are here to always support you well this is all we can take on the program this morning and um, before we'll go i would like us to see um, listen to the reports have revealed that women have poor attitudes of responding to violence in nigeria you know more than half of women 55 percent of the research done by uh, data fight shows that uh, women who have experienced physical or sexual violence have never sought help to stop violence hmm. now 55 percent of those women have never hmm. never reached out to anyone and then uh, we have 32 percent of them who sought help many of which came from victims families now most people just reach out to their families sometimes the families will tell them like the mother-in-law told her see this is the culture in this family manage it just like i've managed it so just know that soto voices is here to support you we are here to give you a voice we are here to listen we have experts we have the women uh, lawyers on our team we have psychologists we have different experts who can help you heal and at the same time get the justice you deserve so do well to reach out if you have any issue especially when it comes to your sanity 08021386513 to report any GBV incidents in your area if you see anything happening say something because it's important when you save one you have saved almost a generation the whole generation so do well to speak up today and do not allow anyone bully you like i said uh, this is soto voices on kt 103.9 and we have had an interesting conversation with mr mark ajiji thank you so much for coming on the program thank you for today. having me thank you so much thank uh, you very much this is all we can take it's rainy bridget strong and, and speak out <laughs> yeah nanjinanda bye for now